What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Doing this helps us grow our podcast, so we appreciate the help from our listeners. We would also like to take the time to thank our members. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at the YCDC. We'd like to thank Cornerstone Bank, Henderson State Bank, York General, Green Realty and Auction, Midwest Bank, and COPSA Odi. Members can be seen on the member directory page at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. Let's get to the interview. Doug Rudd is the EPS Operational Excellence Manager for Collins Aerospace in York. Um, Doug has been to numerous different places and moved to York about a year and a half ago. Um, He has a love for Legos and is heavily involved within the York community. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, it's great to be here. So we're just going to kind of ease into the uh, talking aspect of this with some this or that. So would you say you are a dog person or a cat person? Cat person. Cat? Is there a reason for that? We have three cats. I do love dogs. I just, uh, I like the simplicity of cats, Mm -hmm. especially when our families are far apart. So if we need to pick up and go, I know the cats can kind of be self-sufficient. A little bit more independent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburger. Cheeseburger. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, Summer or winter? Winter. You like the cold. I do. Oh, I do not. I mean, I'd pick fall if we were doing all four seasons. Okay. You know, falls really to me. That's where it's at. But okay. I, uh, I don't know. I like the snow. I take. I don't know because I like the beach. Like, I like certain things about each season. That's fair. That's fair. I can understand that. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. One hundred percent. Me too. Oh yeah. Yes, every time. Except Mountain Dew. That's okay. the one Pepsi product. Mountain Dew Mountain is a Dew. must have. It's code Red. Okay. Little red Mountain Dew. Okay. Otherwise, Coke. Are you like a Baja Blast guy? Do you like that? It's pretty good. I know some people rave about it. So I usually try all of their ones. I just didn't try the one new. It was like spicy Dorito <laughs> or spicy Cheeto Mountain Dew. I was like, no. It doesn't that, sound. I draw the line there. Right. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, so we're just going to jump right into the interview part of it, if you are good with that. Um, Tell me a little bit about growing up. I know you weren't from York originally, so where where are you from? What did you do as a kid? Yeah, so I grew up in Whitehall, Pennsylvania. Um, So that's about an hour north of Philly, for those that don't know. No, I loved growing up in the Northeast. Um, Certainly I've fallen in love with the Midwest since living here. But um, I don't know, it's just... uh, you know, I was boys involved in Boy Scouts, or my Eagle Scout, got involved with our, our church, both actively as a, you know, attendee for youth group and stuff. But then also when I was in high school, I helped with the middle school uh, youth groups. Um, I don't know, got involved with sports in high school. You know, it just, uh, I don't know, it was a great place to grow up. You know, the other nice thing I loved about it was, 
you know, we're an hour from Philly, three hours from Baltimore, three and a half from DC, five for Boston, two from New York, five from Pittsburgh. So it's like in five hour radius, I could be in half the major cities in the Northeast. And so, um, my parents would take my brother and I to a lot of places to go to museums, to zoos, to science centers. And so, um, I'll say that definitely played into my love of all things STEM and obviously why I became an engineer. Um, so it was just a great place to grow up. And then, you know, this time of year with the fall, there is nothing against Nebraska and harvest, but the Northeast in the fall is just like nothing else. In fact, I was just back visiting my family and, you know, we took a drive through the Poconos and got all kind of fall leaf pictures. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, uh, just a, it was a great place to grow up. I, I don't know how else to better describe it, it's, you know, but I do not miss the fast pacedness of the East Coast. I have come to like life in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. We kind of can step back and smell the roses every once in a while. Yeah. Um, you said you were in Boy Scouts and later Eagle Scouts. Was that? Uh, so it's all, it's, that's the rank I earned. So okay. it's all still Boy Scouts but then worked my way up and then earned my Eagle Scout when I was um, 17. Okay. Interesting. So how does that work? I guess. So I know there's different ranks that you go through. Is it like a, um, you have to do certain projects or did you do anything that you're like, this was the best part of being in these groups and you know, it's um, just amazing. It definitely opened up a lot of opportunities. Um, I actually started in Cub Scouts when I was like in kindergarten and worked my way up. And then in uh, fifth grade, when you turn 11, you can then cross over from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, and then you work your way through the ranks. Um, so each one, you have to learn additional skills and testing and different things to earn that next rank, certain amount of merit badges, certain types of merit badges. Um, so ultimately, you need to have the right collection of merit badges, skills, you know, uh, developed to earn Eagle Scout. And so the big thing is your Eagle Scout project. And so um, for my project, I actually worked with our local Freemasons on a child identification program. And so I coordinated and scheduled and planned doing a child identification program at the church I grew up in um, on like a Saturday. And I coordinated all the volunteers. We got all the kits and I worked with local law enforcement and they helped us um, build these kits that then the parents could take home. So then a child got lost or, or something happened. They had everything they needed, video recording, pictures, um, bags that had DNA sampling, all this kind of stuff that they could take, give to the police if something happened to their child and they can use it to hopefully quickly find their kid. Wow. So that was the big, my, was my big project, um, you know, and but I know other people have done uh, different things in parks and you know cleanups and different things but uh yeah so that's the big thing you have to accomplish for eagle scout then you have to go for a border review they ask you all kind of questions you know what'd you do how'd you do it what'd you learn and uh and then if they pass then you you're in your eagle scout have a uh award ceremony and everything so interesting yeah i think that they have what is it called a troop or yep so, I so that's what you're part of here yeah. yeah in fact i think york is too okay yeah interesting uh what did your parents do growing up uh so my mom was a school teacher um so she did that for many years before my brother and i were born and then took a break while we were young and then started back up so she actually switched from elementary to um, high school. Um, and so she actually taught at the local vocational school, 
which serviced all of the schools in Lehigh County, which was the county we grew up in Pennsylvania. And uh, she actually taught students who wanted to be daycare providers, daycare directors, um, you know, child care providers, things like that. So um, all of our students would learn those skills and they'd actually go um, work with local daycares in the area to get those hands-on skills so that when they graduated, they could almost immediately go into the workforce. So she did end up doing that for uh, close to 20, you know, 18 or 20 years before she retired. Um, and now she is very much retiring, re enjoying retirement and occasionally will go back as like a consultant for um, young teachers who are just getting started. That's amazing. And then my dad was a salesman. Um, well, I take it back. He was a uh, photographer for... Um, he would go into churches and organizations and do your, remember the old photo directories that everyone had, you know, and that's where everyone got their family pictures for, I don't know, what felt from like the, anywhere from the eighties through the early two thousands and now so much for those. But, um, he did that up in, I think until the mid nineties when my brother and I were young and then, um, he went into sales. And so then he did, uh, credit card and payroll processing. So he worked with all kinds of businesses, big or small selling them where you, the machine you swipe your card in, he would sell them the machine, the software, the setup. Um, but I think really is, it's that relationship that I think he sold more than anything. And that's, you know, and that's, I think what he loved to do was make those connections, build those relationships. And, you know, he still goes back to some of those old restaurants and businesses that he used to have as a client. Now goes back as a patron and still connects with those people, but he retired in the, in 2020 as well. So now, um, he watches my dad, my brother's dog all day. So him and the dog go on their daily Dunkin' Donuts run and get a car wash and then, you know, hang out. So, um, but yeah, so that's what my parents did. Awesome. Awesome. Since 1882, York residents have looked to Cornerstone Bank for all of their banking needs. Visit any of our 46 locations throughout Nebraska to discover the Cornerstone difference. Cornerstone Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. So you got a degree in... Aerospace engineering. Drew you to that. I don't know. I have always loved all things space and astronomy and whatnot since I was, I don't know, six. Like I had a telescope when I was young and look out at the stars and... Um, you know, I even went to space camp when I was 16 down in Huntsville, Alabama. So that was really cool. Um, I don't know. It was just something I had always been drawn to. Um, and so um, as you're kind of finalizing, what do you want to go to school for? And it was engineering. And then as I figured out, aerospace was a kind because I wanted to, I ultimately wanted to work for NASA. But um, I think everything worked out because I love my job here at Collins. But um, yeah, so then I um, go in Pennsylvania. There's certainly lots of places I could have gone, but um, to stay in state, Penn State was had the best program, and mm -hmm. I knew the minute I walked on campus, that's where I wanted to go. Um, so yeah, I got my aerospace engineering degree, and then um, I actually then went back, and Collins has this great employee scholar program where they will pay for you to go back and get an additional degree or multiple degrees if you really wanted. And so I went to UNL online and got my MBA. Oh, wow. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, so let's go back. So you graduate, 
with your bachelor's. Yep. Then what? What was kind of your career path after that? Yeah. So um, I had uh, between my junior, I'll back up just a little. Between my junior and senior year of uh, college, I co-opted um, for the Collins site here in York. Um, did that for seven months, made a lot of good connections, and realized that Collins then. Hamilton Sunstrand or UTC Aerospace Systems, what the name names changed a little bit over the time, um, was where I really wanted to to take my career. And so, as I was in my last semester before graduation, I started reaching out to those contacts, seeing what jobs they had available. Um, and so, actually, I graduated in December of thirteen, and by October, I had my full time offer. So, wow. definitely made graduate the the pressure to you know much less. Um, but yeah, so I applied for both York and then they have like a sister site in Rockford, Illinois. And so Rockford is where I got an offer to get my career started as a manufacturing engineer. Um, so as soon as I left Penn State, I had about two and a half or three weeks for Christmas and a little bit of a break and then moved to Rockford, Illinois. Wow. And uh, in the back of my pickup truck. Yes, and uh, that's where I started my career. And then I was in Rockford for... Uh, just over seven years uh, before getting a promotion and the opportunity to move here to York. Wow, that's awesome. And I think it's it it just goes to show how important those connections are and those communications, because who wouldn't thought that someone from Pennsylvania would just want to be in York? You know what I mean? That's just it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So. I mean, we kind of talked about it already, what brought you to York, but what keeps you in York? Why Why do you love being here? Uh, what about the community just draws to you? Yeah, and so that, that's a great question because when we were looking for, you know, houses and where do we want to live, um, you know, we, my wife had debated, do we go to York? Do we go to Lincoln? Because her sister's in Lincoln, um, so we'd be close to our nieces. Um, and although that would be nice for the conveniences, I really liked the small town and the community in New York, you know, like I wanted to be in a community where I felt like I could be involved, make a difference, you know, connect with people. And not that you certainly couldn't do that in a larger place. Um, I just felt like York's one of those communities that just doesn't care what you do, where you came from, how you got here. They welcome you with open arms and, you know, will then more than happy to help you out if you need it. And at the same time, will gladly take your help and introduce you to people who could use it. Um, So when we were narrowing down houses, um, it all worked out because when we were looking, there were not a lot of, op- you know, not a lot of options and the house we fell in love with ended up being, you know, right in the heart of York. And, uh, so really glad to be in the community. And like I said, it's a, I like running into people at the grocery store. I like seeing people, you know, connecting with people. Um, you know, I grew up in a town of, I think it was about 18,000 people, but the problem is that 18 was a part of a a tri-county area that probably was about a million. Wow. So um, it didn't have quite the same small town feel of, I'll say, the Midwest, um, because it in the Northeast, you kind of go from one town to the next town to the next town. They don't really, there's no gap between. It just mm-hmm. flows from one to the next. And so I liked this small town community feel. The people just generally cared about one another, took care of each other, you know, offered a helping hand, um, welcomed you into, hey, you're new, want to help get involved, or they want to want to generally get to know you. And so it's just, I don't know, it just, it feels like home. If I can't live in Pennsylvania near my family, I think everyone would want to live near where they grew up. Um, this feels about as close as home as I'll ever get. And so 
it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but I, I would say that's my best take on it. Yeah, well, I mean, I for one am glad that you moved to the community. You, you've helped us with a couple different projects, and then I know that you're on a couple different boards and stuff, so you, you're you benefiting the community, so thank you. Thank um, you. Backtracking again, I keep getting off topic, but tell me about your family. You met your wife at what was then Sunstrand, right? Yeah, so... Actually, I don't necessarily tell the story a lot. I'm not embarrassed by it. No, it's it's just different, even though I now it's become the norm. We actually met online. So when I was a co-op, my roommate, who was also a co-op, um, had tried online dating and was telling me about it. I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. And I was like, I'm only here for seven months. Let's give it a whirl. Yeah. So uh, she was actually working at the Hearthstone as a CNA, and I was a you know engineering co-op at or Hamilton Sun Street at the time. And uh, started chatting online, and so we met up at where now La Casina was the old ice cream place. Yeah. Yep. And that was our, our first date, and um, so started doing stuff, went to the you know, movies down at Sun Theater, and then, you know, went to the different fairs, and and um, and then eventually she took me to meet her parents. They they were getting curious, who's this guy they're doing, she's doing stuff with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so just struck up this obviously great relationship, and you know, when my co-op time ended, we decided let's give it a whirl long distance. And uh, so a couple trips back and forth while I was finishing my senior year of college and then got engaged right before graduation. Let's say the rest is history. Yeah. Now here you are. That's right. That's awesome. So it definitely helped bring me back too. Yeah. Right. Tends to tends to help a little bit in that aspect. Um, yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> um, so you have, a well, from the outside looking in, you have a pretty big, important title. So what do you do as the EPS Operational Excellence Manager? So uh, it is a long title. Um, so we actually call it OPEX for short. Okay. But some people don't know what that stands for, so it's easier to write it all out. Um, so I help lead continuous improvement, which I know doesn't always make sense for a lot of people. Uh, definitely came out of uh, the manufacturing world. So actually, Toyota was the original company that developed this back in the 50s. It's called the Toyota, Toyota Production System. And so it's all about lean manufacturing and how do you help uh, you know reduce inventory, reduce time, reduce costs, and be able to very quickly um, respond to your customer and at the same time achieve the high performance that you expect, you know, on-time delivery, low costs, and, you know, good customer satisfaction. And so what happened was, you know, Toyota, not to get too complicated, but Toyota came and like looked at, you know, what Ford, Henry Ford had done in the Ford factories and assembly lines. And they said, that's all well and good when you can be that size and scale. But in, I'll say, worn, torn Japan after World War II could not take that on. And so their focus was, you know, how can they quickly make cars, common different variations of cars, um, to respond to what the customer needs were, um, but they had to think differently than, you know, you can buy any any car you want as long as it's black, you know, um, and, you know that Ford had. And so through that, they developed this Toyota production system, which was, again, focusing around lean manufacturing, you know, in a machining environment, it's, you know, zero changeovers or low changeover times and really getting as much value out of their manufacturing process as possible. And so fast forward, well, what now almost 70 years. Um, and so every company has now adopted their own 
you know, manufa lean manufacturing process improvement system. And so for Collins, we call that core, customer-oriented results and excellence. And so I help lead the core organization for our business unit or business segment, which is electric power systems or EPS. Um, and so even though I'm based here in York and certainly spend a lot of my time working with the team here, I have responsibilities for the team in Rockford, as well as a site in Germany and a site in China wow. to help lead their continuous improvement. Now each site has their own lead that I work with that, you know, run a lot of the activities at each of their sites. Um, but I had kind of, after becoming a manufacturing engineer, stepped into a process improvement role um, in Rockford and have sort of worked my way up from kind of a individual contributor to kind of a site leader to now a multi-site manager for continuous improvement for our organization. And then sit on a staff with peers who then lead the other businesses within our power and controls business unit, um, which we have about 18 sites across the world in just our business segment. So, yeah. That's that's amazing. We're not a small company. Yeah, no, no kidding. So, and it's really cool to hear about how much you can advance within the company too. Absolutely. That's that's big. Well, and that's what led me to why I saw a, a career at Collins as a where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do is you know, when I was a co-op, I ran into people who had been there 25, 30, 35 plus years. And so if people are wanting and, and interested in staying with a company that long, then obviously there's something right about what they do, how they treat their people. Um, and it's 100% right now that I'm full time that I will not leave Collins unless something drastically changes or happens. You know, it's they take care of their employees. You know, they have a mission that we can believe in. I mean, it's truly, you know, you know, they use the slogan redefining aerospace, but it's really about, you know, we make up just about every major system you have on an aircraft. So without the hard work of the people at Collins, mm -hmm. you know, air, you know, the aerospace industry, the aircraft industry is not possible. You know, wow. I mean, just alone what we make here in the York facility are the parts that go in the aircraft generators and the ram air turbines. And so the IDG integrated drive generator supplies all the primary power to the aircraft. And so, so all the lights, the dash, I mean, everything is powered off the generators that we make the parts here in York and assemble and test in Rockford. And then the Raymer turbine is an emergency power backup system. So you lose engines, power loss, this drops from underneath your aircraft and basically turns you into a giant glider <laughs> so that the pilots can glide the airplane and land safely. Um, and so actually in the 50 plus years that they've had rats on airplanes, it saved over 2,600 lives. Wow. So it's a product we're really proud of. Yeah. Hope you don't ever have to experience it. But if you do, the hard, hard, hard work of the people here in York and then even in Rockford are what make it possible. Um, so it's just like, it's a mission you can believe in. It's a product you can believe in. And so even you can't buy it off the shelf, you know, just, you know, I flew last week for of both vacation and then into work travel and then back to here to Nebraska. And, you know, I knew that our company is what makes that air, air, air traffic possible. Wow. Um, so I don't know, I'm just very proud and excited about what we do. Um, and I can list on and on all the things we make, you know, and then on the flip side, you know, that's Collins, but then we're part of a greater business, Raytheon Technologies. So we actually have three sister companies, Pratt Whitney, which makes engines, and then Raytheon Missiles and Defense and Raytheon Intelligence and Space. 
And so not only are we doing things for commercial and military from an aircraft perspective, but we're also doing things to defend freedom and keep our and both our nation and our ally nations safe in times of war. You know, like no one wants war. But at the same time, I know that the people, colleagues I have across other businesses are working hard to do the things that protect our nation. So it's pretty exciting about like, you know, our CEO recently talked about like, why, do, why, how do we recruit people to, to Raytheon and Collins? And it's, it's certainly they, they pay well, they compensate, they take care of the people, but it's the mission that we believe in. It's the good that we do for the world, knowing that the hard work we put in is what allows the things that people take for granted or, you know, that we appreciate every day. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, I kind of knew what Collins Aerospace did. Kind of. I mean, not near as in-depth as that, but that's definitely something to be proud of and definitely something you guys should talk about because that's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's important. Well, and, you know, we joke we're kind of like the best kept secret in York, yeah. you know, because we're on the north end of town and we're kind of tucked behind and kind of get it's tough. It's a kind of a manufacturing district up in that end of town, but, um, but we make some really cool stuff that, you know, enable flight you know like we power the power of the aircraft we protect it with backup systems and you know that's just york let alone all the other company other sites that we're connected with wow man now my brain is reeling <laughs> but uh so you kind of touched on work travel have you traveled a lot for your job i have um it i'll say recently a lot of it's been um, like between here and Rockford, or occasionally we have a site in Connecticut that um, I'll occasionally have to go help out with. Um, but in the past, I've gone to uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. So they make a lot of our sensor systems. So they make like the pedostatic tubes and stuff that, you know, you'll see if you see like a little L-shaped metal piece near the cockpit when you're getting on the gateway, this, you know, uh, you'll see like heated probe or something, do not touch, don't hold, no handle or something. So we make a lot of the sensors that tell you how fast you're going, what's your pitch, what's your, you know, altitude. Um, so I got to uh, go up there and see that site. Um, I've been to Wilson, North Carolina, where they make the uh, fire detection and uh, fire, um, yeah, fire detection. So it's all the smoke detectors and all that stuff, along with the um, suppression systems. So if you have a fire, they make those systems that then snuff it out. Um, where else have I been? I've been to uh, West Des Moines, Iowa. Um, so they make the uh, fuel nozzles that go in both commercial and military aircraft. Um, the, we actually have a second site in Rockford that makes uh, fuel pumps, oil pumps, and gearboxes that go on the engines. Um, I've been to, now these three sites were kind of together. It was uh, Riverside, California, San Diego, and Mexicali, Mexico and they make the nacelles that go around the engines. And so the thrust reversers, all those pieces. Um, I've been to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. That is just a headquarters. So unfortunately, mm -hmm. anything cool to go see there. I mean, business meeting kind of thing, mm -hmm. but um, it's get pretty close to a lot of my travel. I was gonna say all, uh, all across the US, really. Yeah, and so I have not, other than Mexico, I haven't had a chance to go to our some of our European locations, but like in Germany. So one of the sites I work closely with there, they make the electronic boards that make up all the distribu distribution panels and electronic controls, power controls that basically go into like 
the brain, you know, underneath the cockpit, but it's so then the pilots don't mess with it, but it's the brains that take all of that power in and out and distribute it across the aircraft. So they make they actually have very impressive automated lines that make all those machine, you know, boards, uh, inspect them, and then, you know, they put them into these boxes that then get installed in the aircraft. So, wow. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, a lot that goes into it and all over. I mean, Collins is everywhere. There's 300 locations worldwide. That's crazy. That's so crazy to me. And what are the odds that one of them's in small town York, Nebraska? I mean, that's amazing. And this is kind of getting off the work topic and more just living in York. Um, What is the best like activity in New York that's come so far so like events or anything like that um well I was fortunate enough to be in leadership York last year um and so one of the best events that I've been a part of uh, both I'll say part participant but definitely heavily on the planning and coordination side was flavors of York um you know not only was that a great event and I thought people had a wonderful time but it's the good that it does, you know, because all of the funds that are generated from that go straight directly back into nonprofits that are supporting the York community. And so the two we worked with last year was uh, York County Health Coalition and CASA for York County, um, which, again, are doing a lot of good for the community. And so knowing that, uh, one, it's a very fun event and the community did an amazing job supporting it. But then on the flip side, all that money goes right back into York County to help the people that need, that have the most need in York County. So it's, um, so it was great going through that experience of having to get, you know, coordinated and make it happen with the leadership York team, but then experience. So that's one I've definitely been excited that we I did this year and then certainly look forward to then just being a participant next year. Yeah. Um, you know, but one thing, I guess it's a sneak peek I'll share with you. Okay. So um, one of the things that Collins as a general, um, as a mission is how do we, you know, not only work in our community, you know, do the work we do for Collins, but how, you know, we live, play, and do all the other things in those communities. And so really having to focus on how do we support those communities? How do we, how do we give back? And so um, the team at the York site is, has been trying to figure out how do we get more community engagement, more community involvement, and so we're in the process of partnering with the library and parks and rec with the city on developing a STEM lab. And so more details to come. I'll say this is a sneak peek. Um, but we're looking at, you know, providing the funds to help stand up a STEM lab somewhere, somewhere between the community center, auditorium, library, not quite sure yet. Um, that will have all things STEM related that, you know, anywhere from young kids to adults can go and and hand, hands-on activities, learning experiences with, with STEM projects, activities, challenges. Um, so I don't have all the details. There's a lot more to happen there. But I'll say that's something that I know is coming to York County that not everyone else does yet. Um, but when it does, I'm, I'm really excited, not just because it's something that Collins can help sponsor and make a reality, but as a community member and someone who's very STEM-minded and, you know, that's what I do for a living, I'm Proud to be able to bring that and then also, you know, that we'll be able to offer something that cool uh, to the people of York and York County. As a parent, that makes me really excited because I have two girls and getting them involved in STEM is one of the things me and my husband have talked about a lot. 
So that's Hopefully that's awesome help. to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I've got a I've got we've got two nieces, uh, ten and twelve, and so the twelve year old is she. I was asking her about school the other day when she came over to visit, and she says good. She said she's been really good in science and math, and you know, um, and I said okay, well, what do you want to do with that? You know, and so even though she lives in Lincoln, it's having those kind of things that they can go play and then not just experience STEM and realize it's a lot of fun. But then if I really get good at this or I really enjoy this, here's how I can go make it a career. And mm-hmm. so, again, and, and not just a job, but a career, because it goes from feeling like work to I'm having fun going to work. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm I'm very, very happy to hear that. So. Um, okay, so moving on to the next part of uh, our interview, I guess we could call it here, um, is some rapid fire. So just first thing that pops into your head, um, favorite color? Blue. Okay, mine too. Have to talk about that later. Um, favorite season? Fall. I was going to say, you already talked about that, but that's okay. Um, favorite thing to do in York County? Well, so I've gotten into photography, so I've actually really enjoyed uh, photographing York County. Um, so I've been, uh, I sort of had a challenge. The city was looking to update some pictures. And so I thought I'd try to take some pictures and offer them, you know, if they were interested for the website. And so I sort of challenged myself, what are key landmarks and, and things in York that kind of represent the essence of York? Um, and so, uh, right now that's been one thing as well as I tried, started a York Photography Club last really? year. Yeah. I'll say we haven't been really good about meeting lately, but okay. it still is still exists. Uh probably mostly as a Facebook group right now. But um, you know, photography's been a big hobby for me, I'll mm-hmm. say over the last few years. And so getting out and photo- photographing York County, I think's been the my activity right now. See, see. Um dream vacation. I love you know, not that I part of me wants to say like Europe. But I, America has so much to offer. Oh, absolutely. And so the great American road trip of the national parks, and even though I've hit a couple of them over, you know, the 31 short years of my life, there's so many more I want to hit, you know, and, and go see. So I would say the great American road trip with the national parks. Yeah. I, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, favorite candy bar? I know it's supposed to be rapid fire. Um, I know. Fast break. Good choice. Good choice. A little bit more uncommon too. So yeah. there you go. Um, okay. So moving on to what makes us happy. Is there anything new on the horizon? I know you talked about the STEM lab, I think. It's, yeah. yeah. But what what else is happening? I think it's a photography stuff. So um, so I, uh, I've always been into photography. I think because my dad did that for many years, he's always been really good at photography and always had a really nice camera. So then usually I'd get his hand-me-down, you know, we'd work out a trade or something. Um, so I made a deal with my wife when I graduated my MBA, I could, you know, treat myself with a, something. So I decided I wanted to get myself a new camera. And so I graduated in December of 2019. And so that Black Friday, they were running camera deals. And so I went to the local camera shop in Rockford and I got myself a Nikon D750 and a couple lenses. And, um, and so I just, uh, that's part of why I love fall. I, not that you can't be photogenic all year round, but there's just something about fall, the, the weather, the leaves, the colors, the, 
there's just something about it that just, I don't know, really speaks to me. Um, and anyway, so I've, you know, taken photography and I do it for myself and the hobby of it. But, um, people have always said like, Hey, you know, like I'll buy your picture, do this or that. So after going to, uh, Rocky mountain national park in May on a little vacation, um, I had a friend of mine, uh, we made a deal. I would print some of my pictures and they would help me create a logo. So I created Doug Ridd Photography, not like a real official business, but we'll, we'll roll with it for yeah. now. And um, so you'll create an Instagram page and a Facebook page and a small Etsy shop to try to sell some of my prints. Uh, I wouldn't say it's been wildly uh, successful, but again, this I have to remind myself, this is for me that I enjoy the hobby. If people want it, great. If not, that's okay. Um, and so I thought, well, I'll try a little bit of something else. So I'm actually going to try making some of my prints, taking orders, offering, I don't know, calendar. We're, we're going to see what I can create. And I'm going to join the vintage junk sale in November yeah. and have a little booth and see if anyone is interested in any of my pictures. If not, I just have a bunch of my kid Christmas gifts already printed. I'm going to need to go. go. But, it, you know, so it's, like I said, it's more of a, a hobby that I really enjoy. And if people enjoy what I create, I'm happy to sell or give it to them, you know. And if not, again, it's the the art of going out, taking the pictures, being out in nature. Because I, I really focus on, like, landscape, um, photography, wildlife. Mm -hmm. I do, like, nat like racing, so I'll get some racing shots, like, at the dirt, local dirt tracks. Um, so it's really for me in that process. And really, I just have been the best computer wallpapers everyone <laughs> but uh so like i said it's really for me but at the same time i'm trying to be more open with sharing it with others having ways that people could make it a small business that people can enjoy with me yeah absolutely i didn't know that you were into photography or anything so i'll have to check it out yeah yeah um so i guess just to wrap it up thank you so much for uh joining us today really appreciate it and your story is amazing um, do you have any words of wisdom, closing thoughts that you want to end on? Um, you know, for those both, whether they grew up in York or, or didn't, I mean, this is a, a city, a county that, you know, I think cares about their residents, their residents care about this place. Uh, so, so take advantage of that, you know, like, you know, we're getting that amazing new Parker, uh, Peyton Parker Lane Park, you know, over by the aquatic center, you know, we're, um, you know. We've got all kinds of different things coming to town, festivals and events, and it's a great place to live that cares about the people that live here. Um, and not just the quality of life piece, but then also offers amazing jobs. So like, tell your friends, there are great things to do. They're great places to go, you know, to work. Um, you know, obviously I'm gonna always put a plug in for Collins. You know, we're always looking for a great people um, to come work for us. And, and I think, we do amazing things. So um, don't sleep on York County. It's definitely an awesome place to live, you know, and I think the slogan of work, eat, sleep, play, you know, all of that you could do right here in York County um, without having to go very far. Absolutely. So thank you for having me today. This has been fun. Yeah, thanks, Doug. We would like to once again take the time to thank our members. Without our great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at the YCDC, such as provide this podcast for you. We would like to thank AgriProducts, Nebraska Public Power District, Green Realty and Auction, Midwest Bank, 
and Perennial Public Power District. Members can be seen on the member directory page at yorkdevco.com. Again, that's yorkdevco.com. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you.